Hi, and welcome to WOW Talk. I'm Donna Capacity, a thriving cancer survivor. And I'm her naturopathic doctor, Darlene Gustin. We're here to encourage, educate, and empower you on your journey to optimum wellness. Welcome. And today we are going to talk about aging. <laughs> Age and aging. I once took a course at university. That, that's what it was called. Yeah. Anyway, where do we even begin, Dr. Gustin? Well, you know, sometimes when I comment about age or someone around me does, I love the mindset of, well, it's better than the alternative. Right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, yeah, aging. I, I can't believe how old I am. Like I, I find that a lot of patients will sometimes say, oh, I'm tired because I must be getting old. I'm so tired and I feel so flat emotionally. And I hear that all too often and I never let them get away with a comment like that Good. to use age as an excuse because two of my favorite people, my mother, who's 90 years old, lives by herself. Half of her backyard is a garden in our original family home. Amazing. 90 going on 30. Yeah. And a very dear friend of mine is a chiropractor who's also in his early 90s. And he still works full time oh because he loves his job. Amazing. So in, in when you're in healthcare, why would you retire when you just start getting good, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So so in, in my profession, a lot of people don't retire. They just keep doing what they do because they love it or they change how they do it on their own terms, on their own schedule, take lots of vacations, just mm -hmm. do the fun stuff. So aging is not an excuse for not feeling well. And, um, and there's a lot you can do to preserve that energy and that vitality. Well, that is what we are going to talk about today mainly could you get us started on some pointers and some tips? Sure. So there's nothing new on this topic. It's it's all lifestyle medicine, having regular physical activity. You know, the six best doctors, get the sunshine, get the water, eat good food, have happy relationships, and move your body. And um, there's one of my yeah. favorite studies. There's a study that was done on longevity, and they looked at many, many different variables like do you live shorter because you smoke? Do you live longer because you're married? So they looked at social status, income, health history, exercise level, fitness level, how much body fat. And guess what was at the very, very top of that list? The number one thing you can do to have um, longevity. I would probably guess be in a really good relationship. Very close. So having like a community. Okay. Being part of something. Okay. And so yeah. that, that social system, that was the number one thing. Wow. Yeah. And I, I was really excited to hear that because I, I join a lot of things. <laughs> yes, you do. Oh, yes, you do. You're very, I don't know how you do it. <laughs> so I, I love seeing people and making changes and volunteer work and cultural things and professional things. So I'm always somewhere and uh, it gives me energy. And when you're with people, like I know there were periods of time that I lived alone when I had just graduated. I wasn't married yet. I certainly didn't have children. And when you're the only person in the house, you're not too motivated to cook. I'll just eat this apple and a few nuts. I'm fine. Yeah, that's me. 
Right. Even now, if my kids aren't home, yeah. I, I tend to do that. I don't want to make a big production in the kitchen exactly. just for me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And and then it's Thanksgiving and the kids are coming. So I think I'll cook for like the next two days. Yes. Right? Yeah, yes. All the good stuff that takes forever and all the chopping and washing of vegetables. Yes. So so there's a lot of benefits beyond just the emotional benefit mm-hmm. of uh, having people around us. And, and also, I might be tired and I would just fall asleep on the couch, but my friend says, hey, let's go for a walk or let's, yes. you know go for a ride or walk to the lake or walk the dog. Um, pets also help with longevity. Yeah. And, and in Chinese medicine, one, of, one aspect of aging, uh, the way they see how the body works is declining kidney energy. But kidney energy is beyond just the physical organ of the kidney. It includes mental health and bone density and stress and hydration. So some people define aging as the slow dehydration until death of the human body. So different mm. cultures, different forms of medicine define aging different ways. But I certainly do not define age based on numbers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yes, I agree with you. Because the number does mean nothing when you can compare people who have a ton of energy, as you were saying, at an older age, at a bigger number, let's right. call it. That's right. You know, and uh, I was uh, talking to a friend of mine recently who recommended a book called Outlive. And I want to take a look at it. And I find that might be, you know, might be something I love, even if I can only get like one thing from a book or a publication or an article that may be a good tip to take with us. So I can't comment on it because I have not looked at it yet, but I have heard about this book that is supposed to, you know, give us some ideas. And I think it's all about what you were just talking about is that's what I my, I gather from what she told me. Um, but what about things like, let's start with even our skin or something like that. Like what could we do that's non-invasive that would maybe help us keep more of a youthful I don't know, appearance or glow, or I don't know what to call it. <laughs> you know? It's funny you brought up skin. I, I have a lot of patients comment on my skin. Yes. And and I don't really do anything particularly expensive or unique to to have healthy skin. But it does vary seasonally. It does vary with age. And there are certain things about health that are accumulative over a lifetime. Like if you've had a lot of sun exposure, it'll catch up with you. But simple things like what time of month is it? Is it summer or winter? We need more oils in the winter because of the cold weather. And it varies. And and one, it always starts with exfoliation. So the first thing is to just really clean the skin very well. I tend to use a scrub once or twice a week, but a gentle scrub, one that mm-hmm. was made for daily use, but I don't use it daily. And and when you clean the skin very well, then when you apply a product, then it absorbs better. And um, And if I see certain things, like if I see that there's a little bit of wrinkles, I might use antioxidants such as coenzyme Q10 or vitamin E. And then, and then my skin will respond well to that for a while. And then I'll say, oh, it's kind of dry. And maybe I'll use a little bit of a heavier moisturizer 
more in the evening. And then there are things that are more appropriate for morning use or evening use. So, so it's something that you'd have to really evaluate your skin mm -hmm. or even just pay attention to yourself. If you don't go to a professional to give you some of this feedback, you don't have to just look at your skin and, and what's going on. Do you have broken blood vessels? Do you have age spots? Do you have wrinkles? Is it dry? Is it oily? Do you have pores? And, and, Most of these products are labeled anyway that it's for this or that, but but some of the very simple, simple things that have been used for hundreds of years. I remember the first time I used rosehip oil on my face. I was blown away. It felt like silk. Oh, it really? was amazing. Yeah. So do you still use it? Not lately, but now no. that I'm bringing it up, it's yeah. like, I think I'll buy some again. <laughs> okay, it sounds good. Yeah, because yeah. it's season change right now. Yes. So, so in the summer, it's more about not letting yourself get burned, right? Mm -hmm. And there are, there are different foods you can eat as well, like oh. watermelons and tomatoes that when consumed as a food orally or supplements that can also almost be like a sunscreen from the inside out. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Exactly. Yeah. And then some of my patients who are men and they maybe work outside and they can't necessarily wear gloves. So they might need a hand cream, a barrier cream that has minerals such as silicon in them. Okay. To give a little bit of, it, it almost feels waxy when you put the cream on and it, mm -hmm. and it lasts a much longer time. So it, it really depends on the person, but, um, And there's a lot of things an esthetician can help you with, too, that if you haven't really taken care of your skin, you can catch up a little bit and have different exfoliations done and different physical procedures on the skin or steaming of the skin to help break a sweat and clean out the pores. Yeah. So, so I've, I've liked skincare ever since I was in high school. So mm -hmm. it's not something new to me, but I'm, I'm not loyal to any product or any particular company, I, I just pay attention to my skin. But naturopathically, we treat the skin from the inside out. So having good skin is a reflection of having a good gut. Yes, back to the old gut health, yes, right? Yes. And, uh, yes, any tips on that? Uh, what's you know, back? I guess we have to think about clean eating is what I always think about. The greens Definitely. and lots of hydration. Yep. Anything yeah. else you would recommend or not, or just say to stay away from? Because I know my daughter in particular, she has discovered a sensitivity to dairy mm -hmm. and that her skin is much better when she stays away from it. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. So, so if someone's trying all the best products that work on all your friends, topically, externally, then I would say, well, how's your stomach? How's your gut? Mm -hmm. How's your bowel function? Is it normal? And if that's the case, then you'd want to look at cleanses or food sensitivities or deficiencies of things yeah. like zinc and fish oil. Yeah. 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 So aging, aging, um, that's where it's visible, right? Yes. And then also a lot of North Americans with age, they get diverticula. Do you know what those are? I've heard of the diverticulitis. Correct. So, okay, so tell me about that. So yeah. diverticula are like wrinkles in the colon wall. And oh. they're wrinkles on the inside. And they mm -hmm. form pockets. And then waste can get trapped in those pockets. And if it gets infected, then it's called diverticulitis. 
Okay. And if it's a simple case that might just be treated with antibiotics, but it can also get pretty serious and some people even need surgical removal. Yes, yes, heard so of that. it ranges from zero to a thousand in terms of severity, but that's something that comes after decades of low fiber eating and it, it affects the colon wall in a way that eventually forms diverticula. Okay, that was going to be my question is what would lead to having that mm-hmm. and there you go the fiber yep yeah fiber yep. is so important i heard them talking about it again this morning with regards to cholesterol mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. that sort of thing and and i forget you know i don't have oats every morning but mm-hmm. i think i need to at least include them a lot more often than i do which is never at this point <laughs> it seems it's all yeah. about the habits a lot mm-hmm. of the popular books on the market now are all about habits that it's not about counting your fiber or taking a supplement. It's about how many vegetables you have as a lifestyle. Okay, yes. Yeah. And so 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 as, as complicated as science can get, it always reverts back to those six best doctors, whether we're talking about health or aging or or serious diagnosis. It it always goes back to the basics. Okay. So is there anything else you would like to include in our age and aging episode? Well, the big message is no, it's not an excuse for not feeling well. That if if there are 90-year-olds and 100-year-olds who are living a full, vibrant, high quality of life, you can do it too. There might be some limitations. Like certainly you don't make it to age 90 with nothing ever happening. So you may have had an injury or two by then or or inherited some genetic something, some vulnerability. Nobody was born with the perfect body. I tell my patients that all the time. Mm -hmm. And um, so you do the best with what you've got and, um, and work around it. Like a lot of patients with age, they have problems with their hips and knees. and, And I try to catch them when they're age 20 or 30. And I say, Oh, you had a, an injury. You have this mystery hip pain. Have you seen a chiropractor? Has it been x-rayed? Have you had a massage? If you walk lopsided for another five to 20 years, we're looking at a hip replacement. Yes, indeed. Yeah. So I try to catch them before they get to that point and explain to them that weight-bearing joints have to be used symmetrically. If you need an orthotic, use it. If you need a chiropractor, go. Because the consequence of not going is next thing you know, a whole bunch of years went by and and your right hip has carried 60% of your body weight instead of 40 and no wonder it wore out faster. Yeah, and you I, hear that all the time. Yeah, and, and I often compare our body to a vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> so if you have tires and they're not aligned, you're going to wear out some of the tires faster than the others. Good analogy. Yeah. So, so do what you can, you know, whether you're hearing this message at age 20 or at age 70 and, um, and, and also use it or lose it. So people who have arthritis, I say, that's not an excuse to retire on the lazy boy. That's right. (laughs) And, you know, you can still swim, you can do some stretching, you can do some yoga because you need to have the circulation maintained in Mm -hmm. through the joint by nature, joints are not very vascular. They don't have a high amount of circulation unless you move the joint. So for you to 
deliver nutrients to the joint to heal, or if you need to flush out waste, fluid retention, and inflammation, you need circulation. So, you know, if it's a five-minute walk, fine. It's a thousand times better than a zero-minute walk. I agree with you. And uh, Lee could talk about where I, the gym that I go to, maybe on another another episode. But I, I go to this uh, gym that does have an older age range, like the, the demographic is, is a bit older. And I absolutely love it. And uh, the thing about it, though, is it's not too overwhelming or too hard or any, it's not too intense. And I have a program that's geared to me. But what I always think is sometimes I think, oh, maybe it is too easy and I'm not pushing myself enough. Mm -hmm. But then I think, no, whatever I am doing is way better than what I was doing before, which was nothing. Right. You know, so now I've done five years of this, let's say, you know, not intense gym workout. And it could be as intense as you want it to be. Mm -hmm. And I don't want it to be too intense because then I wouldn't want to go. So the thing is, I look forward to it. I love going. And uh, it's incredible. It is called Live Well Exercise Clinic. I will mention that. I should give them a plug. And if it wasn't for you, (laughs) Darlene, I never would have gone. But that's a whole other story. But anyway, yeah. And I love it. And I always say that. It's better than what I was doing before. (laughs) Nice, nice. I also uh, wanted to throw in that I went hiking in the Rocky Mountains last week with a friend. Amazing. And we went there. This was our excursion to celebrate being friends for 50 years. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So she lives out West now and she lives on a farm and she has two horses. And what that means is that she, you know, fixes trees, <laughs> fixes trees. She chops down the trees. Oh, wow. She fixes fences. Yeah. She lifts 50 pound bales of hay to feed these horses. And Jeez, yeah, sounds I mean, like my sister. She's a scientist, but, but she lives on a farm. And, uh, so her physical activity level is on a day-to-day basis is much more than mine living in a town. And, um, so when we went into the mountains, it was very interesting to, I was impressed with myself that I could keep up with her physically on the mountains and not have shortness of breath and up the hill, down the hill, go see the waterfall and, and we would count our steps every day and we'd have lots of steps, a crazy number of steps with no aches and pains. And, and she, she doesn't have the best knee, but she wore her knee brace and she kept up. And we were like two 20-year-olds. And I think part of the charm of those mountains is they've made the trails so easy to walk on. And it's so enjoyable seeing the forest and the woodpeckers and the chipmunks and the elks and the mountain goats. <laughs> I was hoping to see moose and bear, but oh, that didn't happen. But sounds um, beautiful what you did see, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, and it was so easy. My friend took a picture of me and she was joking around. She goes, what are you doing? And I go, forest bathing. <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky I, I kept my clothes on. <laughs> so oh. so exercise can be, you know, built into your lifestyle and mix it with social and um and uh, I'm not I'm not a gym person. I wish I was. And maybe maybe one day I can get my mindset around that. But I guess I can hike in the mountains for days on end. Yes, you can. Yeah, uh, yeah. Absolutely. That's and that's the thing. Yeah. 
And uh, I never was a gym person either. And I don't think if this gym were to disappear, I would not go back to another one because I love this gym. Nice. It's just different. And there you have it. Anyway, <laughs> on that note, uh, thank you so much for listening. And um, yeah, enjoy every moment that you can. Absolutely. Because the alternative is not so good. Exactly. <laughs> Bye. Bye.